Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. We are back talking about food in this programme. People will know that I am quite obsessed with it. But do you give yourself permission to eat all foods? And I mean all foods. Or are you like me, you might eat the sugary or the fat laden food and feel extremely guilty afterwards? Well, we're hoping to break down some of these negative feelings associated with foods. We're continuing our introduction, our crash course, I'm going to say, to intuitive eating with the fantastic Denise Wogan. So Denise is a professional health coach. She's a nutritional therapist. She's from Blackrock County Loud. She's passionate about helping people people overcome emotional eating. This time we're focusing on making peace with food. I'm delighted to have Denise back and she's in front of me. How are you getting on? Uh, it's great to be here. Great I've to have you. I've never been in a radio studio before so it's all new for me. Well, it's great to have you with us. So last month mm. our principle of intuitive eating was honour your hunger. So just give us a quick refresher on that and also remind us of what homework we had. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is if you heard something last month and you remembered it once or twice throughout the month, that's enough because remember anything that I'm telling you now is so different to pretty much everything you've learned about food and eating that it's okay if it sounds like absolutely chaotic and you don't remember everything. So honouring your hunger really is all about remembering that if you don't check in before you eat to see where your hunger levels are, then you won't know when to stop. And it's all about not thinking with your mind, but thinking with your body. If you're hungry, feeding that hunger and not stopping because maybe you feel like you've had 40 grams of protein. And that's what the real book says you should be doing. It's more about do I really feel hungry? Do I really want to eat? And if I'm not full, can I give myself the permission to stay eating until I feel full? Yes, absolutely. So when we did this, so last last oh, month, homework. yeah, the homework was kind of watching out for the cues yeah. of, you know, what our hunger cues are. So for me, first thing in the morning, I will have a huge hunger cue nine times out of 10. So if I was to kind of rate my hunger on a scale of one to 10, 10 being extremely hungry, like you're talking a good seven or eight now in the morning, yeah. first thing in the morning. OK, so and I will honour that I will have, you know, a lot of fruit. I'll have a lot of porridge. I will, you know. I'll eat a good breakfast, which keeps me going more or less till about, could be 11, could be 12. Now, in terms of hunger there, you're talking about, I sh- I, really, it's probably my mind as opposed to my body now that I'm, 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 I'm listening to you talking about this because I don't maybe necessarily need it, but I will mm. always have a banana around that time because I'm thinking, well, I'll need fuel to get me through. Plus, I don't want to absolutely be dying with starvation by the time one o'clock comes. So it's kind of like a quick 
fixed necessity kind of thing around that time. Yeah. Then it's into the lunch, which again could be about maybe a four or five on the scale. I'll eat a good lunch. That'll be grand. Now, if I eat my lunch uh, and it's a grab and go and it's mm. not really kind of, you know, sitting down chewing it properly if I've inhaled it. Yeah, <laughs> which most people do. <laughs> then when I come home around four o'clock, this is the problem area for me from four, say half four till six when I'm kind of making the dinner. This is when all the snacking happens. But I have to say, since the last time I've been like, right, what would Denise say? She'd say, honour this now. What are you going to have? And it's about kind of thinking, right, let's have something substantial here. So I will kind of, you know, I'll graze maybe on a couple of crackers or I might have uh, some grapes from the fridge. I love them, you know, like a crisp grape from the fridge, that kind of stuff. That's you hearing your taste. Yeah. So that's really important that you start listening when, you know, often I say when I'm when you're practicing intuitive eating, there can be loads of little bits in the fridge because you'll taste something. You go, no, it's not a grape. So I kind of have a little shelf in my fridge where there's like hummus and peanut butter and grapes and little tidbits that I can have a bit of one and go, that's not what I'm looking for now, because that's really all a part of honouring your hunger. Is like, did you have a, a sensation that you want to meet or a feeling that you want to meet in your hunger? And you're just exploring your foods. And, and that's you know a what? privilege for lots of people. Yes. If you don't have that, you know, it's OK also. Sometimes you just have to be functional about what you can get in. If there's a hunger there, you do honour that. And if that's just a slice of toast, if that's all that you have, then you're knowing that, you know, we're taking the stress away mm. from the choice of eating so that you're getting food in because you need food to function. You couldn't drive your car to Cork without fuel in it. You can't function without fuel. And one of the things that you asked me as well was, well, how's the voice going in yes. your head? And this is really, really key. And this has kind of been a bit of an aha moment for me today now because you've said, well, what does that voice sound like? And before chatting to you and kind of going through this process, it would have been very like, what on earth have you just put in your body now? You know, what, it, what that's going to add this. You're going to have to do that now to work it off. All of that. Whereas now it's been very like, OK, it's still there and it's still going. Now, what are you eating? But I'm saying, well, what will Denise say? And I'm kind of going, no, I'm going to have this. It's fine. It's actually all right. And it's like this little bit of a, you know, tennis ball kind of thing going on in the mind where you're kind of batting back and forth between two sides of yourself. And this is kind of key to this, isn't it? That's you building your self-trust. So that's you beginning to, what I always say is ask your brain really clever questions. So you're there building your trust. You might be saying, what would Denise say? But you're challenging your thought, your immediate autopilot thought process. They're going, oh, hang on a minute now. I have a choice here. I could go this way or I could go that way. And that all feeds into lovely our unconditional permission to eat because you mentioned like before the rules would have dictated what Mm. you're eating. But a big challenge for anyone to honour their hunger is those unconditional permission to eat that that allowance that actually I can have whatever I want. I met a woman. I was at a networking event on Saturday and when I introduced who I was and what I was doing, she just looked at her plate and she said, like, I'm fed up of looking at my plate and saying, will this keep me thin and will this keep me well? And that's not unconditional permission to eat because even the food that she was going to take in, would her body even break it down well? Because she's already stressed and when we have those high stress hormones, we're not able to function in our digestive system. We're not able to function in our mind. So it's all playing together. That honour your hunger seems like a really small thing. But when you build it together with all the other principles of the framework, it's massive. OK, so this brings us nicely <laughs> yeah. into uh, making peace with food. So talk to yeah. me about this principle and what do we need to do? Yeah. So making peace with food is all about 
you are not looking at food on a good or bad. There's no, like we all talk, we used to, I don't any longer, thankfully, but we do hear this food is good for me, that food is bad for me. If you think you can never have a food again, you actually will think about that food more often. And I often think about this with the likes of like, say you want to buy a new car. And I remember this when I was looking to buy my last car, which is a Skoda. And I decided, okay, Skoda fits our needs. Suddenly the Skoda's everywhere. Bought the car. And then I stopped noticing Skodas. Or even I was thinking about it this morning on the way up. I was like that top that you wanted when you were a teenager. (laughs) And you needed it and you really, really wanted it. And then you wore it four times and you were bored of it. The same thing happens with our food. When you give yourself unconditional permission to eat, you actually take away that luring factor of it. You take away that I really want it because... No matter what your brain is telling you, subconscious thoughts are built in there from all the years of doing things another way. And there's always that little voice going, but you know what, I'll just have the four packets of crisps in the car and nobody will see me. And you kind of forget that you're hiding it on yourself. So when you make peace with food, you're allowing it. And if you, I think you shared my um, oh, reel I did a while ago reel. about the crisps. Yeah. Because I had my own challenge with crisps and I'd mindlessly be eating them like, and I don't really go for chocolate. I used to drive my now husband mad back in the day when I'd have chocolate in the fridge for a week and have a square. But the crisps, I could go through 12 packs, no problem. And when I started really thinking about it, actually, when you make peace with food, you begin to taste it. And then you begin to ask yourself the question, do I really want this? Do I like the taste in my mouth? So I got very particular about which crisps I like. And now if you bring me anything bar, uh, just ready salted, I'm like, no, I don't want them. So intuitive eating, I know lots of people will probably have heard my message the last time. It's eat what you want. Yeah. But actually what you want really alters when you get this key concept of unconditional permission to eat. Because you're not thinking what your brain, you're thinking what your body, you're really connecting in with how does food, t- food taste. And what happens is you've got this cycle of behavior, which is really, really horrible. When you break the rule, when you were talking about the dieting, suddenly, you know, you eat the forbidden food, you probably overeat of it. And you end up with that cycle of thoughts in your mind, then guilt and shame. And I should have done better and I knew better. And usually that's what dieting does. It focuses on the actions and it focuses on the result. But this way of eating, we're focusing on the thoughts. And what happens is when you feel the guilt and shame, it ends up driving the behavior again. You don't consciously recognize that. But if you know that you're the person and you're like devouring into something because you want to get it done so quick so that you don't even register yourself, that's that cycle of shame, that cycle of behavior. And what we want to do at Intuitive Eating is stop that because everyone deserves the right to eat food. Oh, it's agree. a basic human right. Yeah. And we're talking about mental health awareness. Today. Yes, like, exactly. You know, 50 to 75 percent of women have disordered relationship with food. <sighs> That, well, you know, I I draw in a breath, but it doesn't actually surprise me yeah. in the slightest. And yeah. it is, it's about, you know, actually funny enough that you say, you know, really taste the food and go into that. I've got this great, uh, brilliant book that's on my bedside locker. It's actually by Oprah. So I'm going like, <laughs> to compare mm. you to Oprah really quickly. Um, and, uh, I'll take that any day. <laughs> she totally says what you've just said, you know, it's this idea of, because, uh, you know, she, it's well documented that she would have yo-yoed in weight and everything else. And she's like, I, what I really figured out was I was not tasting that, you know, and it's about, say, having that chocolate, but tasting it and not just actually throwing it into you because you want this kind of fix. Yeah. And that's and that's really the, the key to this to this um, next step. So, yeah. 
you mentioned the post by the way people should take the, uh, check that out it's on Denise's page as well the real about the crisps it really <laughs> and I have a few cool ones coming up next week as well that's going to make you think it's it's resonated a lot <laughs> yeah. with people so how can we do this then let's break it down you know you've got a little um, we've got a questionnaire that I actually printed out uh, this mm. is uh, called are you ready to make peace with food so let's go through this briefly so what 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 is this little questionnaire about and what are you hoping people will sort of take from this I suppose maybe it's just really for like this talk here is not about me being able to help anyone because every single person is individual but it's so that you start thinking about things differently and this approach is for people to choose really at the, at, when I found intuitive eating I was like this gives me choice I don't have to do it but you can take the bits and pieces from this that really resonate with you so just have a listen to maybe some of the things and if you find that you're not at peace with food then there are actions that you can take from okay. it and I have a little exercise that won't really do this part of it but you can start practicing for yourself some things that might bring you a little more joy to what you're eating that's what I'm all about I remember when I went back to study nutrition and we were asked, so why are you here? And I said, I just would like people to sit down and enjoy a meal again yeah. and not think, you know, every time I go out, I hear people talking about what's on their plate. I was like, well, that's not a feeling. That's not that's not a way to be. So here's the, the, the making piece of food. OK, so can you eat food without feeling guilty? Um, are you able to identify your vulnerable points? So maybe it's times a day. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you're too tired. And, you know, we all have kids who keep us up at night. So on yeah. a day like that, you're probably going to eat and crave a lot more high energy foods than you would another day. But remember, you only eat in one day. Like So our, our health is not defined by any one meal. That's my own piece. Um, are you able to un- understand your biological cues for hunger? So are you actually able to have lots of people who can't hear their hunger? Yes. Because they've been dialed down so much from all of the rules and so much of the noise that they've gotten from diet culture that they shouldn't feel hungry. Can you then reach your fullness? There's a bit of a scientist in me. If you have, if you can't know your hunger, then you'll never know your fullness. Um, then can you actually be OK with feeling guilt? about being over full. This is massive. That's and any massive for people one. with yeah. children, this is something I say to them all the time. If you're, we go out and even Halloween's coming up, right? And everyone's worried about the kids eating too much. They're running around. They mm. are using their energy. It's one moment and our panic and our worry is just going to bring a distorted relationship with them. We want them to grow up and be competent eaters. So if your child overeats this Halloween, my suggestion to you is to go and give them a little hug and say, oh, wow, how's your tummy feel? Actually, I think it feels a bit full. Hey, can I do a little massage and help that tummy break down all that food? Because it takes them away from the feeling of guilt because our normal response might have been, oh, we had too much rubbish and we did, we had too much crisps and we should have had more this, that and the other. All you're doing is validating for them. They've got a feeling in their tummy that's full and then you can do this for yourself too. But if you practice it on your children, it's a great way to see the response. I use my children as great educators. You see the response in another human being and then you go, wow, I can do that for myself. Oh, and just as you even say that, you know, this whole thing about uh, you do, we do, we pass on the guilt then yeah. to the next generation. And like you say, it's Halloween. Like when else are they going to eat until they're fit to burst? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's Christmas as well after yeah. that. But if we, we take away from the feeling of the joy that they had in the meal, they'll disconnect with that and they'll only remember the feeling afterwards of I'm bad because I ate too much. Okay. And I'm pretty sure lots of people will identify with that because we do connect in with that feeling. And, you know, you would have gone into maybe some program some point or other that reaffirmed that message to you that I'm bad. And let's be real, we all have an inner critic in there. There's actually a thing you can do, name your brain. And I've named my brain. And whenever they kick off with that critical talk, I just am like, not today. 
Not oh yeah, I, I call it going there. Yeah, I call it the other Sinead. It's the like the Sinead. yeah, 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 the one that's like the negative one. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. totally. I changed mine to one more fun. So mine is Jessica, Jessica Robert, because <laughs> I part of my approach is all about bringing fun. That was too long in my life, and I had no fun. So little Miss Jessica, when she pops up, I'm like, hop off, Jessica. Uh, we're not doing it today. <laughs> so see. It brings up some it nice does. hormones. You start it does. laughing. It does. And yeah. They're better for you than any thoughts about uh, food. So the other ones we're talking about is, and this is something we can talk about again, is can I cope with my feelings without turning to food? Oh, such a critical one. Yeah, yeah. that really is. Yeah. And that one deserves its own airspace. Yes. We're going to circle <laughs> well, back. To we'll that come one. back to that one. Um, can I distinguish between meal hungry and snack hungry? So just like you said earlier, some days you might feel like hungry for a meal at 11 o'clock, but mm. your brain will tell you oh, I shouldn't. Okay. But if you are hungry for a meal at 11 o'clock, I dare anyone out there to go and eat a meal at 11 o'clock and see that might get you through till four o'clock without even needing or thinking that you need food. Because if you're thinking about food, that is a sign of hunger. Okay. So if you are thinking about food, it means you haven't eaten enough. Am I able to experience satisfaction in my meal? Um, and am I able to be okay with like those uncomfortable full feelings which you've talked about? But rather than somebody going to take all of that in, I just really wanted somebody to have something to take away from each of these things that we do. And I wanted you to think about your process of making peace with food. What's your forbidden food? Oh, mine's chocolate. Chocolate. 100%, yeah. Okay. So for everyone else out there, I want you to start noting down, maybe tomorrow, put a little thing in your um, phone to remind you of this, because I know you will want, not want to do it this, but write down, what are the thoughts that I have about chocolate? Mm, what are the mm. thoughts that I put into my brain? Because the trouble is, if you're putting in negative thoughts, the negative action is going to follow. Okay. Yes. So then I want you to go and I want you to eat the chocolate and I want you to connect in with the taste. And I want you to see, actually, do I enjoy this? Do I want more? This is not a massive mindful eating experience. This is just simply an exploration. Yeah. What do I want? And then I want you to check in later and see how does my body feel? So what's happening in my mood? What's happening about my work? What's happening with my thoughts? When I actually bring in that piece of they're my negative thoughts, I'm going to flip them. I'm going to put in a positive thought like I can allow myself to have chocolate today and enjoy it and then see what ha- what happens. I love that homework because it involves chocolate, which is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Denise, as always, I could talk to you all day. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always so interesting. We learn so much chatting to you. How can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out and, and, and get more information and maybe have one to one with yourself? Yeah. So I'm on www.foodynutrition.ie. Um, also, you can email me at denise.foodie.ie. And for anyone who really wants to learn a bit more about this, I've got a Facebook group and it's Foodies Confident and Eating Gang. So I want to have as many loud mead and northeast people eating as confidently as possible this year. So Foodies Confident and Eating Gang. And I'm on Instagram as well at Foodie Nutrition. Thank you so much, Denise. And I've no doubt that we will be eating a lot more confidently with you in charge of us. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Sinead. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 660 Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.